Studio A in Greenwich, Connecticut, Carl Higby. Hey, folks, welcome back. Appreciate you uh, tuning in. Appreciate everybody uh, commenting on Twitter and things like that. So today's been a crazy news cycle. I'm a little bit under the weather, but I'm going to try to get to you guys anyway. Uh, I'm not going to be answering any uh, any emails on this stuff because, I'm uh, honestly, I'm just too too tired um but look today there was a uh, there was an interesting letter or article in vox and i know i use vox a lot but they are on the other side and i do like to read the other side because i like to understand them i mean it gives me plenty of cannon fodder as i call it for the show but this is really about understanding the other side and i'm open to the fact that maybe i could be wrong about something probably not but maybe so and we're going to talk about something that i actually agree with cory booker on sort of in a little while but you know there was an article talking about Fox News, and what if it didn't exist? And there was this poll that went out. Apparently, there would have been a 3.5% difference, 3.6% difference in this election if Fox News was not around to cover it the way they did. That's staggering. So if Fox News was not there, Hillary Clinton would be president, plain and simple, uh, according to this poll. So that's a pretty staggering statistic, folks, and that's because there's a lot of people out there who don't know whether or not the, what they're being told is true. And I will say Fox News does a very good job of making sure that they are telling true news. They try not to, you know, look, CNN has openly said and openly, you know, not corrected things. And it's been it's been well documented. So Vox put this thing out, you know, and it says very clearly in their Fox News is by far America's dominant TV channel. It is. Fact. In the second quarter of 2017, Fox posted 2.35 million total viewers in primetime versus 1.64 million for MSNBC and 1.06 million for CNN. CNN's on the tank. But what, what is really curious is to look at this last 18-year progression that, I, that I'm looking at a graph right now. And it shows a an upward trend of Fox News. I mean, we're, we're talking like launching upward trend. And I consider the, you know, the MSNBC has kind of been up and down, but basically flat. CNN, I mean, they're 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 down. They're down almost fifty percent of what they were. Actually, over fifty percent. So here's the issue, and and this is why I believe it is what it is because conservatives i believe on daily topics are generally more energized and knowledgeable voters and i know oh my god you're calling liberal stupid uh, i mean maybe but the fact here is that right now especially in this day and age and i and, and i think this was under obama too because look obama sold a pile of crap to the american people and he made it sound good I mean, he made it sound real good, and people bought off, and it was within that time that people stopped trusting news, and they started to independently verify things. Also, the access to smartphones and the access to the internet has become so much more readily available, and people are more inclined to want to be more informed. And Fox does a much better job at verifying and and telling true stories. I'm not saying that just because I'm a Republican. I'm saying that because Fox News is more honest than other networks. They, have, they still have their opinion base. They absolutely do. They hire almost exclusively conservative commentators. They have their token liberals. But they are a fact-based news organization. 
whereas CNN is almost exclusively opinion. And we're going to talk about that. You know, if you look at, I mean, look, there's this guy, um, Fleckas, uh, on YouTube. I think it's uh, Austin Fleckas. He, I've had him on the show before. He goes out and he interviews people at these at these Antifa events or at, at liberal protests. And he interview. he doesn't just like select the ones that sound stupid. He just randomly picks people and he interviews them and puts it all up on the internet on his YouTube channel. And people... They're, they're, he'll ask some simple stuff like, well, what's this amendment or what's that amendment or what are you even doing out here protesting? And, you know, some people will respond with, well, we, you know, Trump wants to build a wall, so therefore he's terrible. And he'll ask them, well, don't you know that Hillary wanted to build a wall? Barack Obama wanted to build a wall. Joe Biden wanted to build a wall. And they, they'd argue with him, say, no, they didn't. And he'd show them a clip and they'd be like, well, it was a different time. They don't know these things. At these liberal rallies, most of these, not, I wouldn't say most, a lot of these people at these rallies these liberal rallies are paid. You look at Trump's support and Trump's backing, they're not paid. You have 100,000 people register for his his rallies. 30,000 show up. They're not paid. Nobody's paid to go there. It would, it would break the bank on a campaign to pay that many people to show up to this many rallies this many times. Fact. People are passionate about it. People are fighting back. and People are sick and tired of the media spoon-feeding us this crap. And that's that, that. That is the fact here. So yes, if Fox, I mean, look, Fox News is really the only conservative, you know, mainstream conservative media network. You have Newsmax, and you have America's Voice, and OAN, and The Blaze, and the, but none of them have really caught on like Fox. I mean, Fox did a wonderful job at how they rose to fame. A part of it is because they hire blonde bombshells to be their anchors. If you ever notice, most of their anchors look the exact same. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a look over there, no doubt. But at the end of the day. They are more real news, especially more than CNN. CNN will, and this is how they do these panels too. I love this. I, and I've done this. I've been on these panels. CNN will have, they'll be talking about a, a racially sensitive subject. And they'll have a Mr. Rogers looking fellow who is white that is the Trump supporter. And then they'll have, and Don Lemon did this the other night, and I think I talked about it. They have, you know, two black people, a Hispanic person, and a woman who's been victimized in some way. And they go around, and they all go first, and then the Trump supporter goes last. And what is he going to say? You know, how do you fight that? It doesn't matter if he's if he's on the right or not. He's now had five people emotionally appeal to the audience that already appeals to the left anyway. And he's standing out there by himself like, well, yeah, Trump's a great guy. But then these people, they're not going to listen to him. And they're portraying this narrative. You only watch CNN. You would think Trump has gotten nothing done in this presidency. Nothing. They do, they do not tout any of his accomplishments. They hammer. I mean, look, the media has very accurately been polled at 98% negative to Trump. 98%. They were, they were almost exclusively the opposite direction with Barack Obama. They had a, a drooling love fest for Barack Obama. They didn't do that for Trump. So the issue is Trump is still winning. Trump is beating them. And we're, we're going to go into this a little bit more, but it's like the, you know, the, the liberal media, when they ask the questions at the White House, they grandstand it. They're not, they're, all they're trying to do is, is, is the gotcha moment. They're trying to get the gotcha. They're not asking legitimate questions because they want the answer. They don't care what the answer is. They want the gotcha moment. But in an even, even dumber news, and we're going to talk more about this. I just wanted to get over this right in the beginning. In even dumber news, this is, this is beyond stupid. PETA, 
you know, people for ethical treatment of animals. Ironically, PETA kills most of the animals that they take in. They, they do what they call humane death. I, I, I don't buy it. I, this, is a, this is the group that will throw blood on butchers' doors and things. I mean, this is a pretty extreme group. Now, not all of it's extreme, but there are extreme members that are willing to do violence on behalf of, you know, you know, against what they believe is animal cruelty. So the newest animal cruelty that they hate is milk. Now, I, somebody should tell them that when you milk a cow, you don't hurt them. In fact, if you don't milk a cow, it does hurt them, and they can cause them significant medical problems. So they should get educated. Remember what we were talking about, how Republicans are generally more educated? Not a lot of Republicans are PETA members. They're mostly crunchy liberals. So uh, in, a, in a recent presser, this is a press release they put out that milk is a, quote, symbol of white supremacy. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. How? All right, let me read that again. PETA, in their own press release, said milk is a symbol of white supremacy. Now, they also they went on to say, Aside from the lactose-tolerant white supremacists, cow's milk is really the perfect drink of choice for all, even unwitting, supremacists. Since the dairy industry inflicts extreme violence on other living beings, the organ- um, PETA is trying to wake people up to the implications of choosing this white beverage and suggested that they choose something else pronto. This is so dumb. This is like the dumbest... People are actually... It was serious. They're, they're serious about this. They, they go on to claim that the industry has control over your mind. I, I don't get it. But that PETA put out a tweet and said cow's milk has long been a symbol used by white supremacists. No, it hasn't. Or at least not to my knowledge. I mean, I don't drink milk. But it has nothing to do with, like, racial tendencies. This is the dumbest thing in the world. Folks, this is what we're going... Speaking about cows... Uh, this show is brought to you by U.S. Wellness Meats. Trust me, I'm a fitness guru. I love my fitness. I'm at the gym every morning, 5, 6 a.m. I understand the importance of nutrition. Know your food. Know your farmer. From their farms to your table, no third party, no games. U.S. Wellness Meats will ship your food for free to all 50 states, Canada, and even Puerto Rico, where the mayor of San Juan just got arrested for corruption. Um, all naturally sustainably raised foods for small business fa- from small business and family farms. It's 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. Beef, lamb, bison, dairy, wild-caught seafood, pasteurized pork, and free-range pastured poultry. Perfect for special diets, sugar-free, gluten-free, KDO, paleo, AIP diets, etc. They serve professional teams, college sports teams, world-class athletes. They served me when I was a SEAL. It was fantastic. It really helped me recover from some of our long training. You want the most nutritious food on the planet? I'm telling you, this is for you and your family. Order online, uswellnessmeats.com. That's uswellnessmeats.com. For a limited time only, promo code FREEDOM. Go there, you get 15%. They'll ship it to you for free with promo code FREEDOM. uswellnessmeats.com. Go there, buy it, folks. Okay, so more dumb stuff today. And I know I'm breezing through this stuff because, I honestly, I'm, I'm trying to bring you as much of my opinion as I can. I know some of you are loyal listeners, and I really appreciate that. Um, 25 percent recently of students this is a new poll 25 percent of students said they were traumatized by the 2016 election this is an arizona state university study so 25 percent of of what they believe college kids or college age kids have some they're claiming ptsd and and trauma from the 2016 elections you need to redefine your definition of trauma folks i have seen combat and i would say unequivocally that losing your candidate losing the election 
is not trauma. You have no claim on PTSD. I don't, I really don't care how much you think you might be traumatized or be upset about this stuff. Being bothered by something and being traumatized are two very different things. But this is our society. The, the study went on that said 45% of people in, remember the bean piles I'm always telling you about, how the Democrats love to put us in different bean piles. You have the, the white people bean pile, the women bean pile, the black people bean pile, the Hispanic people bean pile. They divide you up, and then they can be the single unifier, and they can victimize you however they see fit because, well, they're the all-standing power. So 45% of black women, his, black um, people, Hispanic people, women, non-Christians, etc., you know, the, the, the bean piles that they deem minorities, experienced higher stress levels. So 45% of them experience higher stress level and you know what this is this is because you have been victimized if you fall into the bean piles that the democrats have claimed that you are then you have been victimized and you've been a leave you may not done it wittingly but at some level you've allowed yourself to be victimized and you've been you've believed the narrative remember we were talking about the fake news watch some fox news okay you are not a victim if you are an american you are not a victim. You are afforded equal opportunity. And by all means, I'd give everybody a hand up if I could. I don't care what your skin color is, your beliefs, your your whatever, nationality. What I care about is the best man or woman for the job. Yes, man or woman, one of two genders, for the job. And this is what the, the press has done to people. So they've told people of these other, you know, minority bean piles that they call that I call them, that you are a victim and Trump is coming after you. So of course you're stressed out. If you have somebody at, especially at universities, if you're already, most universities are pretty damn liberal. So if you're at a university, then they will try to victimize you. They will try to turn you into this person that they can control by telling you that you're constantly under threat. You're under threat from Donald Trump. He's coming to get you. No, he's not. In fact, we're at a time where Trump has the highest black approval rating of any Republican in recent history. Mitt Romney, John McCain, they didn't even break double digits. Trump's at like 35%. Why is this? Because as soon as you get into the real world, you understand that record black unemployment, record minority unemployment, or record low, I should say, record low unemployment. These are significant statistics, folks. This is not something I'm pulling out of my ass either. This is a, a record for unemployment, a record low for unemployment for minority groups under Trump. And why is that? Because he's catering policies that allow people in these minority victimized groups by the left the chance to succeed. It's plain and simple. And guess what? A rising tide lifts all ships. Trump's tax cuts, they created growth. They created jobs. Guess what? When people make more money, they hire more people. That's the way it works. That's the reality of a good economy. I know Barack Obama stood up, stood up there, I believe it was yesterday, and said, well, don't forget who started this. No, you had nothing to do with that. You were, the, you were supposed to be the Messiah coming in, swooping in to save all people of color and unite this country, and you did nothing but divide it more and more. It's really, I mean, it really is something terrible. So... I would say to 25% of college students that are, quote, traumatized from 2016, reevaluate your life. 
reevaluate. And this is, we have had it so good in the United States of America that, that people of my generation, I'm 35, people of my generation do not understand what it means to have trauma. They really don't. And that is something for me, you know, like I've discussed it a million times on the show before. Kids don't have calluses these days. They sit at home, they play on the, you know, nobody goes outside, plays in the dirt. These kids nowadays, they're so soft. They've been given everything. They've been cradled and coddled and their hand has been held. And now they're in college and they're probably, you know, their parents might be spending $60,000 a year. And there's a good number of you kids out there who are paying your own way. And this is not directed at you. Because you people who are paying your own way are generally a little bit more responsible. But there's, and this, this is probably where that 25% falls in, is that you believe so strongly that you have it so bad that I don't even know what to say to you. We're not even on the same page. And I, this is why I advocate for some level of service, and we're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute, but I advocate for some level of service post-high school, pre-college. Make it a prerequisite for college. But I, And speaking of college, this is something actually, that, and this is the thing I was telling you about with Cory Booker. I disagree with Cory Booker on just about everything on his platform. I really do. I can't stand the guy. I think he's a dweeb. But he, he, he's got this new plan where he wants to deposit $2,000 into every child's account whose family has below $50,000 annual income. And they'd call them opportunity accounts. And you could use them for housing or school or what, what, whatever it may be. Um, but you can't just, like, take it as a cash withdrawal. So it would basically be sitting there in an account, allegedly, kind of like Social Security, even though that program's upside down. So they, this is more government spending. So more government spending from Cory Booker. But here's why I agree with him on this, is if you made access to that account contingent upon that service we were talking about earlier— if you want to use it for college, guess what? Post high school, prior to using it for college, you would have to do a year of service. It could be military. I never want to draft. I want to avoid a draft at all times. There's been a significant number of studies that have said time and time again that um, a huge number of people who were drafted admitted to closing their eyes when pulling the trigger. I don't want somebody like that next to me. Um, so... This is the th- this is the thing that gets me is if you I will I will come across the aisle on this and say that this is a good idea with the caveat that there is something in return for the United States of America. If you want free stuff from America, then you need um, you should be giving back as well. So that have a year of service, AmeriCorps, Senior Corps, that not Senior Corps, <laughs> they're going into college, but AmeriCorps. Um, you could just serve in the military. Maybe make it one year, two years, I don't know. But something that gives you access to this this fund. I mean, $2,000 on your birth that is invested year over year could be a significant chunk of change. But it's also a significant chunk of change for people who are working hard to pay their taxes right now for them to cough up to you. So keep that in mind. The government doesn't create anything. It has to come from somewhere. It comes from people who work and pay their taxes. So when you have people who earn something, they appreciate it more. Folks, I work very, very hard. 
I wor- I have multiple things going on in my life for work. And, and look, I, I, I was up at 4.30 this morning, and I'm doing this podcast at 8.30 at night. So people who work hard for things appreciate them significantly more. So make people work for something. That's okay. It's okay to work for something. You don't have to have a handout. And I would agree with Cory Booker that this could be a good idea if there was that prerequisite of working for it. And I'm on board. Housing, school, whatever you want to do. But make it, at some point, it has to be worth it to the taxpayer. So speaking about the taxpayer and us not being, let's say, in the loop as much. So the, the left, you know the left, is always constantly trying to push, push away from voter ID laws. So they're always pushing away from voter ID laws because they're, I mean, let's be honest, because, because they want to game the system. They want more votes. They want more votes from people that really just don't exist. So, um, the and I, this is the thing that doesn't get me, like, the... Left is always talking, and this is the, the the left is the most hypocritical party I've ever seen. Liberals scream, "Oh my God, Russian interference! Russian interference! We can't have that!" Blah 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 blah. Guess what? If they were so damn concerned about Russian interference, why don't they want voter ID law? I mean, it's the same thing. If Russia's interfering, then and that how is not voting with an ID potentially interfering? I mean, you want election integrity. And the Supreme Court agrees with me, or I should say I agree with the Supreme Court. No other country allows you to go in there without an ID. Well, I shouldn't say no other, but most other countries. So the Supreme Court earlier this month, and we've talked about this, refused to toss out an appeals court order that allows North Dakota to enforce voter ID requirements during the 2018 elections. And the the left, I tell you time and time again, immediately their argument is to go to, that's racist. We can't have that. That's racist. But it's not racist. This argument does not fly. Because it's not about race. And I've told you the statistics before. Only 3% of black people don't have a government ID. 37 million alleged black people in America. 3% of 3.7 million. 1.1 million black people in America do not have an ID. For whatever reason. Choice. Whatever. 2% of white people don't have an ID. Yes, a lower percentage, but that 197 million white people in America, 2% of 197 million is 3.9 million. So four times as many white people, just about, don't have an ID. So it disproportionately affects white people. So don't give me the race argument. That done. So you can get an ID for free. In in every state that I know about. So that that argument's out the window. So now Democrats have taken it a step further because they have this migrant train of, I believe now, 14,000 people that ironically have walked 700 miles in four days. I don't know if anybody's tracking that. There's 700 miles they've moved in four days. So they're obviously not walking and they're obviously not women and children just hoofing it down the street. They're getting help, folks, and it's being paid for by the left, and it's about to backfire on them. Which, but you know what? By all means, keep using this talking point because you think the, um, the American people want 14,000 people coming in here unvetted. It's not that we're harsh people, that we don't, we're heartless and we don't care. It's that we just want to know who's coming into our country. Anyway, off my soapbox on that. The Democrats don't want people to even register. They say it's, it's, um, it's too much of a burden. Well, we we must have election integrity because if we don't have it, what's the point of even having an election at all? 
And the Republicans are constantly like, let's play by the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only people who don't want to play by the rules are the people who are breaking the rules. We know there's voter fraud. There's been districts that voted for 104% for Barack Obama. There's people that 100% for Barack Obama, 0% for Mitt Romney. That's a statistical improbability. It's statistical impossibility. So does the left cheat on elections? Absolutely. Have there been people on the right who've cheated on elections? I'm sure there has. But I can tell you unequivocally, definitively, yes. There was all these people in Virginia where their dead relatives were being registered as Democrats. And of course, the in Virginia, they say, oh, this isn't proof of voter fraud because nobody voted. Well, yeah, because the elections haven't happened yet. But why would you register someone to vote if you weren't going to vote in their stead? This is what I'm talking about. This is the stuff. If you have a voter ID, I mean, look, you need an ID for welfare. So I don't know what to tell you. I, I really don't know what to tell you. It's, it, I mean, it's it's pretty ridiculous. And the left screams about how that Republicans and Donald Trump are, you know, not for election integrity. So it's it's funny, but it's not funny. Uh, and this is another the new meltdown is that Trump is pulling out of this INF treaty with Russia. That's the one that you know regulates ballistic missiles and nuclear arms and all that stuff. So we all know, you know, the the, the Kremlin won't acknowledge this because that's, this is how they play their game. Even though we've made it clear, we've 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 got them pegged. So uh, we've made it very clear that we know we've provided the Russians with the names of the companies involved in developing missiles, the coordinates and the locations of tests. And I mean, we've we've got them red handed, but they're like, no, we don't know what you're talking about. Of course, that's the way they play the game. And like, what are we going to do? You can't like run to mom and say that. But so this this is Russia. They meddled in our election. They, They did. They did not collaborate with Donald Trump, but they released Facebook ads and their intent was not to make one candidate win or lose. Their intent was to get the Democrats to do exactly what they're doing now, which is create pandemonium and stifle governing. That's exactly what their goal was. So if anybody's complicit with this, it's it's the left. But this is how Russia does business. So you, when they want something, they're a thug. They see it. Crimea Peninsula. They rolled in with tanks. They're, they're, they rule from a different century. That's the way they work. So anyway, you, we, Trump says, you know what? We're the only ones abiding by this, so it's really only restricting us. So we're just going to go ahead and cancel it, and we're going to do what we want. And this is, the, this is the negotiator that I want in charge. This is the guy I want in charge that says, yes. This is stupid. We're not doing this anymore. I mean, for too long, these globalist groups have... And look, I'm not saying the INF was a globalist fiat. It was a Reagan-based mutual decision with Gorbachev. Okay, it it, it had and still has its merits. But if we know, if we've caught the Russians red-handed not going with it, why should we stifle our own growth? We're not going to nuke each other. And who cares if we build more arms? We can already destroy the world 15 times over. So it's not like we're gonna, we can destroy the world more. All this does is this allows us to develop and research. So they say, screw you, Kremlin. 
we're better at this than you are, so we're going to go ahead and, and progress our own agenda. We're out. Bye-bye. You're never going to fight us anyway because our aircraft carriers would steamroll you. It's, I mean, it seems like a no-brainer. And this is why Trump is owning the media. Because people, and there was another Vox article. This is, I mean, there were, this article has been well circulated and rewritten a million times. But, you know, people are asked, who's making, the me- who's making politics worse? Is it Trump or is it the media? And I argue that it is the media. Look, Trump is a normal guy. That's why so many people love him. Because he's just normal. He says says what he thinks, how it is, and he's not he's not in a in a, a place where he tries to. I mean, Hillary Clinton, Mitt Romney, Jeb Bush, they all ran their talking points through twenty nine PR firms, made sure that every lawyer approved it, and then they went out and they sold something that they may may or may not even believe in. So yeah, when Trump comes out and he sounds a little unpolished, I don't care. He's a construction worker from New York. He's a builder. Build the building. Is the building built? That's all he cares about. He doesn't care if it sounds good. He doesn't care if you approve of it. He doesn't care if you offend somebody. He cares about building the damn building. That's all. And that bothers people because some people are so shallow that all they care about is, oh, does he sound presidential? What does that even mean? I want somebody who acts president or somebody who puts foot to ass Gets this country in gear and does what needs to be done. That's what I want. And I don't care if he speaks poorly. I just don't care. And Acosta, that stuck-up fool. Every story has to be about him. And I talked to you about the Dear Diary. They turned up the music so loud that we couldn't even broadcast. Shut up, Jim. And the Dear Diary people are fantastic. They have just absolutely torn them to shreds. I love it. So, Jim Acosta, you have failed. You have failed. But this is the media. They, they want so desperately to nail him on something. Because everything they try to nail him on, they fail. They're wrong about. Trump's not doing anything illegal. He's not out to get anybody. He's out to make this country better. That's what he's out for. And when you get it through your head, media... That he's not a bad guy, that he's not racist. I don't care if he said something that was maybe racially insensitive. Look, I've done it too. Doesn't make him racist. Can't survive in Manhattan construction being racist. You just can't. Fact. So, and the facts don't support the fact that this is, this is the thing. Trump is here to stay. For at least six more years. Well, I should say you can only stay for six more years. But Trump is going to win re-election by an overwhelming majority. I I do not think the Democrats will win the House. I just don't think. I know the polls on Drudge say the 84% that the Dems win the House. I don't see that happening. I, I, I just don't. There's, there's no way. And I... I, I I look at some of the key states that they're they're running in, and, and the same polls in 2016 said Trump was going to lose by double-digit margins, and he trounced. He trounced. So I, actually, yeah, it's 86% chance that the Dems take the House in 13 days. Cooks is, is shifting the race for eight more House Senate uh, House seats 
to the left. This is something I think the polls are wrong. And look at Beto, man. Beto's outraising Cruz like four to one. He's still down. I, I think the people who are doing these polls are wrong. They really are. But we're going to have to wait and see. Folks, I appreciate you tuning in. This is the Carl Higby Show. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Carl Higby. And uh, make sure you go to carlhigby.com. You can get all these podcasts on iTunes. Uh, we'll be back up live next week at our new time at 8 p.m. So I want to thank you all for tuning in very much. Make sure you follow me, and we will see you next week.